up it's ai the anomaly and i am in the field with the track stars so y'all better stay tuned yeah back in the field with the track stars ryan right shantana dj jeremiah was good what's good what's good make sure you check out track stars with a z.com follow us on instagram like the facebook page and subscribe to the youtube channel all right all right, so first of all, please pray for Jeremiah. He is not feeling well right now, so he's getting checked out. So please, please keep him up in prayer, like literally right now. Pray for him. Mm-hmm. So, um, man, but well, we got Jude filling in for Jeremiah, man. What's How up, you sir? Doing? Some big shoes to fill in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It is. It is. I'm but a you, size you got 11. It. You got it. You got it. I believe in you. <laughs> Appreciate that. I believe in you. All right, so we got a lot to get into today, guys. First of all, how are you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing good. Doing real good. Just uh, uh, another busy week, but hey, we are in here. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's been it's been a weird week. Y'all let us know in the chat how has your week been. We care about you as well. Um, we're also streaming live right now on Patreon, so shout out to everybody in Patreon as well. Um, we got a lot of cool stuff coming mm-hmm. that we got planned for Patreon. We, we put up probably about four or five um, exclusive interviews in the last couple of weeks, and we got a lot more yeah. on the way. So please, please go to patreon.com forward slash trackstars. Uh, universe and um, check it out, man. Join the team. We got a lot of people joining. But first, first we got to get into this. So, um, uh, poets in autumn. Yeah, you familiar with them? Yeah, so yeah. Jackie Hill, Ezekiel, you know all those guys. They're really, mm-hmm. really good guys. Um, I think they're doing another tour. I'm not 100 percent sure what they're doing, but they're doing another tour and they're having conversations on stages. Right? Okay. And they had a conversation about toxic male podcasts. Mm. So let's let's see mm. what they have to say about that. Okay. Rising popularity of uh, misogynistic podcasts and sayings that are being framed as being biblical male headship, and it's presenting male leadership as kind of this domineering kind of like you know it's just giving demonic because it's not (laughs) it's not framing masculinity or leadership i think how the scripture does and i think it's appealing to men who have really deep insecurities about what it actually means to be a man and so what what would you say to the question what is biblical male leadership? Man, uh, I think we've adopted the world's uh, one-dimensional perception of what leadership looks like. And I think it should not be a question in the church. We should not be uncertain about it. Why? Because Jesus modeled biblical leadership. And so we see a man that is consistent in forgiveness. And he initiates in patience. And oh, no, he's weak because he's not... He's not gangster with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, be honest. You want a gangbanger. You do. You want a gangbanger. <laughs> but biblical leadership is not that one-dimensional. We don't have to pray for her. She shook her head. She was like, yes, and, and is, and is, and is. <laughs> Stop it. You don't want a gangbanger. <laughs> Why don't you look for a man that's, that initiates in the fruit of the spirit, kindness and humility, and willing to admit that they're wrong first, willing to be corrected first, and subject themselves to the scripture first. Y'all want a man to just tell you, sit down and shut up, and you're like, mm. I don't like you. Oh my gosh. Being a husband and me being a father, I think my my manhood 
rests solely on me being assertive, yeah. me taking initiative. Jesus took initiative and traveled all the way to Bethany. He's being a great leader, but also being a leader means stopping and being vulnerable with the people that you're leading. Wow. And so what that did for me, it challenged me that when my wife or my children, my girls have a problem, God is not just only calling me to try to take all their problems away. Come on, bro. First, he's calling me to cry with them first. Wow. This is also ministry. This is also leadership. This, you know what I'm saying? And so for me, I think what Jesus showed me in that passage is that being a leader is balancing this beautiful balance of being both a lion and So a uh, couple things here. First, uh, Toxic Male Podcast. So we yeah. got to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But also a lot of people in our Patreon have been saying, man, we need, we need more talks on leadership, um, leading as men. Um, the right ways to do it um, in all different areas, in marriage and friendship and business. However, uh, they've been asking, hey, do more stuff on leadership. So, yeah, I, I think this hits both of those things. But first, I want to get your take without getting offended. Um, toxic male podcast. Mm-hmm. What do you think about what she said about that? And who do you think she's talking about? Oh, I mean, there's a couple of them out there that I've uh, listened to, um, you know, to be honest with you, I feel like there's a there's a lot that we are um, kind of like I, I think getting mixed up with like what they talked about, you know, um, men being uh, masculine, men men being assertive, men being domineering, and um, I feel like it's one of those areas where you kind of gotta just kind of read the temperature of the relationship, you know. I mean, I think I struggle with that as well because i'm so my my daughters man they they floor me they can get anything they want out of me and i'm just like what else am i supposed to do they're crying you mm-hmm. know so i mean i don't know if it goes back that far to you know relationships being with your children versus your your uh, significant other but it's i don't know it's it's uh, it's a, it's scary i don't know if i'm necessarily feeling like they're trying to like assert biblical principle with it i think that's just the role that we've been seeing from men all from for, for forever i mean my but father was very masculine yeah yeah yeah, yeah my father was very yeah, masculine he was. and um, so i want to be I, I feel like i'm the same way but in our new generation i don't feel like that's what i'm known for or known as yeah, but because you're you're also very um, sensitive, like you, yeah. you you're sensitive to how people feel. Yeah, um, oh yeah, definitely, big big definitely. Time. So, so what's really being said here is that there is a wave of like men focused podcasts yeah. emerging, where the guys are basically like, oh, I'm sick of you know bowing down to women and women, you know, feminism is ruining everything, and we got to stand up for ourselves and this and that. There's a lot of them coming out. I think that's what she must be talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, not us. Not us. Yeah. yeah I don't um, know <laughs> but, um, you know what I'm saying? But, like, just, just that, just that, I've been feeling it more and more. This is like this pent up frustration. Yeah. Where guys are being like, I'm supposed to be the head of my household. I'm supposed to get what I want. I'm supposed to da da da. And um, where the Bible doesn't necessarily, it doesn't, doesn't say at all that a man is supposed to lead his family that way. So, how do you see. What does the Bible say about leading a family as a man? Are you supposed to be like, where's my piece of chicken? Where's no. my seat? You know, like, <laughs> nah. that's what it, that's what I'm hearing from guys. It's like, that's what they expect nah. out of marriage. What, mm. what you thoughts? Well, I think uh, 
Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me. But yes, I think a, a lot of it could come from sound bites. Like a lot of people just little clickbaits, and that's all they're hearing. Um, and ten, a lot of that, you know, you got those Kevin Seven, Samuels, the Derek yeah. Jackson, all of those. So people listen to the sound bite and they're like, that's all that they hear and know. Um, but also, we don't know the training. Like we, we're getting where people are just talking without any training. Yeah. People are ex- talking from their experiences. Um, also, sometimes men haven't had the opportunity to speak, and without proper communication training, you're just going to say whatever, you're going to yeah. vomit it, and then it's going to come out, like, you may have good intention, but the way it was presented and the way all that, so I think all that has to do with it, and it's fairly new, so there's some polishing that has to do with a lot, but I also think that there's biblical, there's mm-hmm. secular, and there's carnal. Mm-hmm. Some people are just straight carnal. Mm-hmm. Some people might be secular, and those you got like you guys are like more biblical based. So, mm-hmm. so but, but what's the what's the appeal? Like it's it's like so many of them. What's the appeal? What what are people getting out of listening to Kevin Samuels and getting out of these um, podcasts where guys are just kind of like venting their frustration with women? Like what what is the? There must be something going on where guys well, are flocking to you it. You know, one of the things I see that's very. Um, it's very common on TikTok and Reels Mm. is um, men doing the prank with the gold diggers. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they pull up in in an okay car and then they try to holler at a girl and the girl is like, get away from me or whatever. And then turn around and see them get into the Lambo and was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What did you say your name was again? So, and I think that always sparks, uh, you know, some type of, um, some type of uh, anger from a male community like mm. man if i so she's not going so she's going to curve me if i don't have this and i don't have that mm. so i think that's one of the things i definitely you see you think it's guys that are passed over yeah. that are yeah, frustrated I mean, just to be honest with you you know we were a milder version of that we were we were a milder version <laughs> of that because you know um and it's funny too and i, I don't i don't want to say this you know um out of turn but it's funny because um Back in the day, Christian men weren't mm. being sought after. We mm. weren't popular. Now, all of a sudden, you've got, you know, a church full of, 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 of women, and they're bringing in, you know, people to talk about how to find a Christian man and things like that. So it's interesting that, you know, those tables have flipped because we were— um, and when we first started, mm-hmm. we were in the basement right. venting. Listen, you know what I'm saying? The like second venting. basement. But were, but were we complaining about? Okay, yes, we were. Yeah, but we what were, were we mm-hmm. saying? Were we? I mean, we were yeah, basically we, we saying like <laughs> we were basically saying like the the biggest issue is that we date these girls who mm-hmm. feel like we're um, that we're we're bl- we're bland. Mm-hmm. You know, we're oh yeah, we're boring. Yeah, we're, we're boring. We're too safe. Right, not not aggressive enough. Yeah, this is okay. Mm-hmm. For yeah. for a lot of guys, I, I can't and excuse. Sex before marriage was a big one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we we got to go through this because um, <laughs> if you want to see the villain origin story, this is how it starts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we okay. So if you go back, we used to get a lot of flack from our yeah uh, sisters in Christ yeah. um, because we would complain about things because we were frustrated that we were trying to live life for God. Oh man, this is a whole nother topic. Save, yeah, save, nother save topic. this, the good guy syndrome, because women hate that too. Yeah. Um, but um, we were trying to live our lives for God, right? Doing our best, yeah. staying pure, yeah. you know, respectful, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And women told us to our face, you must be gay mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. You, you must be, you know, you're mm-hmm. not, you're not exciting mm-hmm. or, yeah. you, know, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And it was just like, 
that that does leave a scar on guys' hearts to where they're like, oh, I guess I need to be such and such. I actually heard Tupac say the same thing. Mm. There was there was a documentary footage of him saying, you know, he was a nice guy, he was this and that, but girls told him he wasn't this and that, so he I started changing mm-hmm. to match what yeah. they wanted. I think a lot of guys go through that experience where you see the thug, you see the athlete, mm-hmm. they getting everything they want as mm-hmm. far as attention. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I guess I got to be like that, mm-hmm. and yeah. then then it's a cycle. So. Um, that is kind of the kernel of where I think that starts, but it's kind of grown now um, into where there's just this community of guys that are hurt, yeah. frustrated, and they kind of want their power back in in their minds. Like, mm-hmm. we got to take our power back from these feminist overlords. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. how they talk. So, mm-hmm. okay, so even though the, the, the wound may be real, how do you resolve that so you don't turn into mm-hmm. one of these dudes? Well, another thing I'm seeing with these podcasts and um, and what I think is happening as well is that you've got a great number of women that are successful. Yes. You know, they're mm-hmm. successful. And they're um, the idea of, you know, you finding a wife and and her staying home and taking care of kids is out the door. That's mm-hmm. done, you know. Um, and then it's just you see them come home and you see them balance family and career. Yeah. So you kind of, I think in some way they could be a little jealous. The guys? The guys could be a little jealous because women are now exerting these superpowers. Super mom, super wife, super, super executive, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of like sitting back trying to think about like, wow, what? where do I come in at? Where do I fit mm-hmm. in at in this situation? And, you know, Jeremiah's Entertainment Report talks about this as well, where he and I watched a clip, and I got something totally different than what Jeremiah got from it. Come on, Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll you talk know, about it. Yeah. I felt like he was advocating for the bus driver, mm-hmm. right? Situation where... Uh, we'll we'll talk name? about it later, but yeah, Tyler Perry has a clip. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about it. And so I feel like that's that's okay. That's Okay. But where we are right now with this toxic male, you know, um, podcast thing is I think it's um, I, the thing about podcasts is that they are unfiltered, un, uh, unfiltered and un- inspired mm. books. Right. A yeah. podcast is a book now. Yeah. And so you might be reading a book that's just completely not for you. Mm. And yeah, but even if, left. Yeah. 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 But there. There's just such just fervor for it. Like there's so many guys that guys that you would feel like you agree with completely, but they just gravitate to these things. And and what's what's unfortunate is that I think the guys that are doing it, they saw mm-hmm. how successful Kevin Samuels was mm-hmm. with that kind of like harsh, keeping it real. I'm gonna just tell you what it is. You a six, you a two, you know that kind of attitude. And they've duplicated it, mm-hmm. and it, they saw how successful it was. Where not just men enjoyed it. But it seemed like a lot of women enjoy being talked to like that. That is so, the weirdest thing to me. So I think they saw they saw an opportunity in capitalized. Now there's so many duplicates of his attitude all throughout the world. Yeah. Or you get the opposite, where you get the the Jacksons who yeah. try to do the opposite and appeal mm-hmm. to women and be like, "No, you're loved. You're beautiful. I'll do whatever you want." You know. And it's like you're taking advantage of them too. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, because you're trying to slide. Wow, you're just trying to appeal to them, right and it's, it's it's not honest. But so, even with Kevin Salmon, he started off talking to men only building them up and all these different things. And didn't work. And then didn't work. Didn't I'm like, work. so he had to be the jerks and that caused more attraction. Yeah. And typically in this world it's you know, those uh entertainment um conversation will bring more viewers and Yeah. Yeah. 
You know what surprised me about Kevin Sam- Samuels was the the amount of people, and maybe this is, I mean, I know he did a lot of it live, but the amount of people that accepted what he said. Yeah. Like the they women were like. to hear it. Yeah. So I'm not a, I'm not an eight. He's like, nah, baby girl, you're a two. You're well, a, you're a lot a of, a lot of them. And he was there. Well, there. A lot of them disagreed. <laughs> a lot of them um, fought, but they still presented themselves to be judged. It's yeah, like, yeah, why yeah, are you yeah, doing yeah, that? Yeah. And you know, you had to pay to get on the live. You did? You had to pay. He wasn't just picking on anybody. You had to pay him. Wow. And then he'll. People were paying to get paying. Wow. Paying. Well, I, I, That's crazy. Consultation. So, so, so like you said, okay, if it's lucrative and mm-hmm. these all these podcasts, um, like the Fresh and Fit guys who kind of just got canceled, they lost their monetization on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were another group of guys that were like real toxic, yeah. like telling guys this is how it needs to be. Women need to be like this and that. And it works. It works. So for, how do you combat that when it works? You know, like like you said, Kevin Samuels started encouraging guys and challenging guys to be better, right? Mm-hmm. Which is was logical for what his brand is. But nobody cared. Well, the, the so, re- so the question is, yeah. we're trying to do that. Yeah. But if nobody cares, then people so the, are tempted into doing so the, un, the other thing. Un, unfortunately, that works in a single lifestyle. It yeah. doesn't work in a married lifestyle. Yeah, so, you mean the you mean the domineering man yeah, doesn't exactly. work when you actually get married. No, when you get married, it, <laughs> it does work. not. It doesn't. So was, if you're a single man, then mm-hmm. I mean that that works. I mean that's what women yeah. unfortunately like. You don't to actually hear. have to yeah. deal yeah. with the consequences. Right. Exactly. You just move yeah. on to another yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also think that to get it in Galatians six is talk about don't don't be weary in do in doing good. Mm-hmm. Like if we're doing good Try not to be worried. Just to, a piece to the to the road that is wide versus the road that is narrow. Mm-hmm. So you know it's not meant for everyone to walk. I mean it is, but not everyone's going to be able to walk that narrow walk. And if we keep attracting ourselves to the um, the wide that is on um, the road that is wide, you're going to fall off eventually. Mm-hmm. But you know that's what it talks about about being a believer. Like it, it's not for the faint of heart. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. So so what? What are we? If we're saying that the toxic masculine podcasts and guys who give advice are wrong, mm-hmm. that's what we're saying. What is the right answer? What is it? What Preston and, and Ezekiel were saying is that you know, uh, real leadership, real male leadership is forgiveness, is patience, is crying with your your family members, is you know, is is more of a gentle touch than. I'm the boss, I'm the man, give me what I'm worth. So let me tell you what I think is happening here. I think that this is a lot like music, right? People are ingesting what they hear, even, and it's because they, don't, they have a hard time finding their own self-identity slash self-worth. Mm-hmm. And so when you're talking to someone and you're telling them how to feel, how to think, and how to believe, well, that's what hip-hop culture's kind of always yeah. been about. Mm-hmm. It gives you a blueprint on you, how to be yeah, successful. You have a blueprint yeah. of how to think, how to feel. And the issue is the same thing that we're presenting. We're presenting, it's the same thing, it's the same way we present Christian hip-hop. Yeah. The world doesn't want that because it has a message to it, right? Yeah. So the same way they don't want to hear us talk about what a real man is because it has a message to it. Yeah. It means you have to change in a way. You have to change what you're thinking, change what you're doing in order to come up to this level. But if it's modeling success, I just have a question. Mm-hmm. How many of these guys that you guys listen to are successfully happily married? Was Kevin Samuels married? No. no Fresh and Fit n- guys married? I don't know. Like, we're yeah. married. Yeah. 
listen to us. We know yeah. what we're talking about. These yeah. guys have no idea. They're still right. out there in the world living crazy. Yeah. This is not what they're saying it is. Yeah. You can you can be a man leader of the household and not act like a complete jerk. You can oh, yeah, be for that. Sure, for sure. And for and your sure. wife can love you and respect you without yeah. you being like Sit down. Shut up. Go. Yeah. Like you don't have to be that way. The funny joke is, you guys all thought that that was me because that's kind of how I presented as a single man. We all thought that you mm. were what? That's how you all thought that I was. Misogynistic. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy. But that's because I told you all stories about my dad. Like yeah. my dad was a race car driver. My dad was my coach in uh-huh. baseball and stuff like that. Like he just taught me all these masculine things that he wanted me to yeah. say and do. But then you guys were thinking like, oh, that's how you're gonna be. And then when you get nobody, married, nobody thought that. Y'all did. You you no. have you have some things that are like, like you know you, you you like certain programs. So I'm like, okay, Ryan's wife better be cool with you yeah, wanting yeah, to watch yeah, certain yeah, things. Yeah. You don't compromise. Yeah. So it's like those kind of things. But it's never. I never thought you would be like what we're talking about. Well, no, like no, not talk to, to the point. But but it's funny because you get these you get these softeners. You know. Having daughters softens you, yeah, because yeah. you're at the point where you have to make like cut. You, you got to show emotion now because they're they're you have looking to die for daddy. to yourself. Oh my god, what well, you have to die is. to yourself? Like you could go in, you could you could go in with this attitude of I'm the boss, I'm the man, I'm the head of the household. But man, you will be you'll be set right real fast. Mm-hmm. Let me you'll let be me set give right you a quick fast. example of how we how we caved right. I went to. I took my kids to the store because one of my daughters got good grades. So when you do one for one daughter, you got to do it for all. So I took them to the dollar store. Like it's the only little thing we do. And one of my daughters, I left my wallet at home. So I was like, I'll, I'll go home, get my wallet, come back. I'm not bringing you all back because this is a chore, right? <laughs> Going to the dollar store, then y'all pick stuff out. So I put everything at the front. By the time I got back, they had already put the stuff back. So I had to remember by mem- memory what they had, yeah. right? So um, this was last Friday. So between last Friday, my daughter was crying about one of the gifts she didn't get, one of the toys she didn't get, right? Between last Friday and Saturday's show, my wife and I both went back to that store looking for that doll. So when my wife, I called my wife to try to see if my oldest daughter could tell me what it was and she wasn't picking up. So I just left the store and I got home and my wife was like, oh, we were just at that store. So we were just trying to appease the youngest because she was crying Mm -hmm. for two nights or for the whole night. But that was me softening up because I was like, I'm not buying anything else to Christmas. Don't yeah. ask me no more. Yeah. You know? But then I was like, no, she she wanted this. She saw it in the store. Yeah. She said, had her eye on it. Her mind is on it. Because yeah. she asked me three times Friday night after the store was closed, Daddy, are we going back to get my dog? Daddy. You think that's how God treats us? Like, you sound you sound like the, the, the parable of, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah, pretty God, much. if God will do this for, you know. Yeah, it sounds yeah. just like that. So, but we ended up softening and caving to let her get this doll because it was all on my mind. I was leaving the show last week, and I was like, I'm stopping by that store to get that doll. Mm-hmm. This, I'm not going home and having that conversation. So real quick before we end, um, Eagle Eagles to the Grave said, um, you're married before 2010, right? Way different ball game, no, fellas. No, we weren't married before we weren't, 2010. We weren't married before 2010, but close. Not like he's way off, right? Eleven. I mean, um, <laughs> he's not way off. But the, what he's what they're saying is, um, it's it, things are different now, different now, and we're we're we just don't get it. Yeah, the uh, well, game. The are only, we out the game? Like we no, just don't no, get it. No, I think the only so is Eagles to the Grave single. I don't, I guess because because so. if he's if he's because my thing is this, I think we're out of the game. But thing is a lot worse out here. What's, but is it for women though? 
Are, are the women worse? I don't want to speak for it. <laughs> okay. so, I can assume so a lot. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. I've been watching a lot of the Harley initiated guys ever since yeah, D1 we went yes, on, right? Yes, your favorite part. And I was listening to, I told you guys about um, these two young ladies that were on there, social media influencers, and they were trying to talk about how they, like, not so much trick guys, but give them tests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're yeah. giving me a test, we got a problem. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, that's what I'm assuming they're saying uh yeah. Eagles to the grave is is that that women and men are different i'm assuming women are different um out here right now and it's a lot more difficult y'all tell me what you mean by that and we'll address it on the show but mm. okay yes we've been out the game for for a while so you have to explain to us what's so different what do we not get and we'll talk about it <laughs> on here all right let's get back into it you in the field with the track stars ryan righteous sean tanner dj jeremiah let's go hey hard it can be i'm an artist as well and whenever you release a song you think it's dope you're like man this is gonna be the one you have to go through the process of marketing that's the hard part that's when it really 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 gets serious right because even if you got a dope song and nobody knows about it it's gonna be a flop so if you know the process that means you got to go to each website follow their submission rules email them do whatever they need you to do one at a time these outlets do not like to be spammed they do not like to be put on bcc lists uh email spam lists But never fear, we have come up with a way to solve this problem. We created something called the Single Maximizer. Single Maximizer allows you to fill in the details for your song one time, and we customize it for each outlet and send it out to all of them for you. Not in a mass email, not a spam, individual emails customize exactly what they ask for in their music submission guidelines. It's an amazing tool. We use it for ourselves and our own music, and we're trying to share it with you guys. So go to trackstars.com forward slash single maximizer. Take advantage of it right now. It's an amazing tool. Check it out. Let us know your success stories. Tell us what works. Trackstars.com. Go check it out right now. What's going on? It's your Angie Rose. And if you didn't know, you're La Familia, and you're in the field with the Trackstars. Yeah, back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah was good. All right, all right, entertainment report time. Let's get it. So first of all, y'all, let's pray for D1. Um, prayers up, go out for D1. He lost his grandfather this week. I'm not sure if you think about uh, the um, um, Against Us video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his grandfather is at the very beginning of that video telling us to, or at the end of the video, telling us to be real, be righteous, and be relevant. Yeah, he's, he always talks about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, I know that was a big staple in his life. So y'all make sure y'all continue to pray for yeah. D1. Um, I think we might have him in studio soon. Oh, I've, been, be I've been talking that'd that be up with, with, his, with his people. A lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, is, te- is Tyler Perry telling black women to settle? This was interesting because I watched the clip, Jeremiah watched the clip, and we saw two totally different things. Did you watch the clip? I did. Okay, so did you did you get something different than what me and Jeremiah got? Let me just read this and y'all get get the uh, reaction. Oh, oh okay. Let me, okay. Just The gist of it was if the woman makes more than the man, as long as he's treating you right, you should still. That is the gist of it. Okay, yeah. So Tyler Perry uh, was on Keep It Positive Sweetie podcast and had some controversial statements about relationships. I might get in trouble for saying this, he said, but I will say it. In our society right now, black women are making a lot more money for the most part than the men. The uh, prolific entertainer began. If you can find love, if that man works in whatever job he's doing and he's a good man, 
uh, and is good to you and honors you and honors the house and honors his wife and does what he can, that's okay. As long as he's securing himself to know that, yeah, she makes most of the money, I can still pay the light bill here and there. As long as she's comfortable enough to say, I'm going to cover the mortgage and you and all the other stuff, that's fine. What do you think about that? It's interesting because he's like super rich talking like this. Yeah. Um, so that's the first thought I had. Um, I mean, of course, you know, um, my wife makes more than me. Mm-hmm. Don't bother me none. Don't bother her none, I assume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Um, in theory, my wife makes more than me, but I'm in a, I'm in a commission job now. So it could be. You whatever. catching up. Could be catching up. Catching up. Um, there you go. But but the thing <laughs> is, is that I actually honestly felt like this was a, a advocate for the bus driver. You know what I'm saying? Like if a man is doing the best that he can, being the best person he can, and he's do, he's doing a job. He's not sitting around trying to live off you, but he's getting up. And I say that because I know that um, personally, a story of men losing their jobs and going out and getting whatever they can mm-hmm. to support the family, even if it means. They they would feel like oh this is beneath me in in a real world but in reality I got to keep this mortgage. So going. what was Jeremiah's take on it? I can't remember. So Jeremiah's take on it was um, where were they telling men to settle? Right? He texted me. Too. Men to settle or women? I'm sorry, women mm-hmm. to settle. He uh, texted me. Let me see exactly what he said. Okay. So yeah. why are you looking at yeah. him? What, what what's your take on it? I mean, I think. That type of man is going to have work ethic, and he's not going to stay at the level he wants right there. Like, if he's describing he's honorable to his oh, yeah. relationship, honorable to all that he's doing, he's also going to get better and find a better position, a better job, especially if he's being led by God. So I think he has all the characteristics to do better. He might be in a season where he is building financially. Does not mean that he's just going to stay there. And I don't think that it's a bad criteria to look for in a woman mm-hmm. when a woman looking for a man. And, and again, the woman, each party are working on something to get better at. Yeah. So just to say that he financially might not be secure or rich, your patient might be poor. Your yeah. your, 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 your giving might be poor. So it's something that I just feel like if they have these type of characteristics, he'll be able to get a better job if fi- finance is one of the things that he's working on. Mm. I think this means a lot to Tyler Perry because he was homeless and mm-hmm. he grinded mm-hmm. to get to where yeah. he is. And I think he's feeling like um, if if a woman wouldn't have been patient with him, he may yeah. not have gotten to where he got to. So yeah. um, what did what did you find? What so did Jeremiah say? said Tyler Perry is the new Kevin Samuels. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know. And, and when I think about Kevin Samuels, that didn't seem like that sounded like the total opposite. Well, no. So, so Kevin Samuels to me was just a rude person. Yeah, but I, he was, I don't know if it was. He was always saying Tyler Perry that, wasn't being rude. He was always saying that women didn't measure up to get a high value man, right? And so, in my opinion, Tyler Perry's not saying don't don't go. Tyler Perry's not saying wait for your high value man. He's saying wait for your quali- go get your quality man that you can get right now. Like don't because I I don't know if this is true. I will say I get this. I get this temperature sometimes that um, some women are waiting on men to get to a level that they can see themselves saying yes to. Hmm. And that to me is what I think is causing a big stink in the church. But but are you are you sensitive at all to what he's saying? Like are we is Tyler basically setting up a lot of women to settle 
No. Um, because I think there's a difference between somebody who just makes less than you, maybe it by a little bit, is. and somebody who's just not a good person. Exactly. Right. They yeah. don't try. and they, that, where, yeah. I don't think anybody needs to settle for anybody who's not working their hardest and, and actually getting some results. But what yeah. age and stage are we talking about? Are we talking about somebody in the 35, 40s, 20, 20, well, like somebody's 21. Come on. The man just got out of college or whatever the case may be. 25, still 27. And her too as well. So I think it depends on what stage we're talking about. Yeah. So so uh, Pastor Damien Boyd is is listening. He sent this to me. He said, in a society where black women are more employable mm-hmm. and move up the ladder faster, mm-hmm. if we tell them it's settling to marry a good man who makes less than, we're telling uh, black women that they have a right to give up on black men because society doesn't value those men as highly as they value the women. Yeah. but And I'll say yeah. this too. I, I see this as a problem as well. Um, the higher women climb up that ladder, the less likely a man feels confident to approach her. And that's a problem, too. Possibly. But, yeah. Uh, but that's on the man, not the woman. Again, we're, we're only talking about good guys who love Jesus, yeah. who are mm-hmm. super committed, yeah. who are taking care of you, that are working hard. They just happen to make less than you. We're not talking about deadbeat dudes that are dragging you down and all that kind of right. stuff. Get I rid th- of them. I think... To most women, that man is going to experience what we experienced when we were feeling jaded by women. You see what I'm saying? Like, I think that you you present all those great things, and a woman in the world is not having that. And you don't know who you're approaching when you have that situation. You see what I'm saying? Like, you don't know if she's saved before you approach her, unless you're in the church and you had your eye on her for a minute and you've gotten wind of that. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the safety net that we all had is that we all found our wives in the church. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like, okay, I can check off my mind that I need to do a temperature check for this. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I knew, okay, she most likely isn't a gold digger. Mm-hmm. She most likely isn't into superficial things, right? Just checking these things off that I can get her attention with my love, my attention. Like there's other things that will get her attention that make me look good versus the type of car that I have, my my education status and my degrees or whatever. So I think that's where that's where it gets uh But can we also see if the man is making progressively more than he did last year? He's yeah, only yeah. comparing is himself. He, is, yeah. Like is, well, is he growing. Like I can't say your standard is the amount of money I need to make. Yeah. My standard is I need to continually year after mm-hmm. year, month after getting better and in my calling versus my purpose versus my profession. Yeah. I think the hard thing about this is that women deal with so many deadbeat dudes that this sounds like we're making an excuse for the deadbeat dude. Well You see no. what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, Robert Kiyosaki had his wife living in their car, and you see how that turned out for him. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Like, she stuck by him. She wasn't like, oh, we're sleeping in the car tonight. I'm out. See you later. No, she stuck by him because he had a dream. He had a vision. He was working on something. And yeah. I think a lot of guys are working on something or have a dream or a vision, and they might need the right person to come along and say, hey, I need you to put $25,000 down on my vision and then we'll see this thing turn into 200,000 250,000 a year later. I just want, I just want to build some guardrails around that because I know a lot of young women are dealing with bad dudes. So let's just oh, mm-hmm. I just want to protect them from of don't give nobody no excuses if they're a bad dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please don't hear it. This is what this is the heart I want you to hear and 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 y'all can yell at us or other podcasts can yell at us. <laughs> but I think what a guy a, a guy who is legit yeah. mm-hmm. is saying is that belief in you and your vision and what you're working on means everything to us. Mm-hmm. It means everything to us. And if there's any sense of um, 
um, impatience or or look looking down on us just because mm-hmm. we happen to make less could really really stunt our growth and, and development because it it hurts. Yeah. Um. So guys like that that you see diamonds in the rough that are they have a vision mm-hmm. they're working towards it they're they're doing it the right way you got to support them. Mm. Everybody else, get rid of them. I got a right. get rid question. of them. I got a bad feeling about this next question I'm about to ask you. Yeah. Have has the world gotten a hold of most of the good Christian men and the men are feeling like they need to look more like the world in order to like feel validated and feel confident and like are they looking at oh I got to get this car I got to I got to look like this on Instagram I got to get this Instagram model or this Are you saying that guys are you are you saying that guys have made up this requirement in their own minds yeah. and women aren't really requiring it Yeah no Okay. <laughs> no, I no, think, no, 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 no. I think That's a lot of women no, no, no. no, I was asking you if good men of God are going to the world for their validation. Of course. So much more than they are getting their validation from yeah, God. Yeah, but in the I would church. say if you are that good man of God, you won't be if you keep doing that. Mm. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think that's the problem why yeah. women are struggling to find good men of God because the good men of God are heavily influenced by the world. Yes, yes. Sad. Yes. Yeah. All right. Next, uh, no big deal responds to show Baraka. So no big deal took issue mostly with bring Jesus back in his top. Yep. Yep. In his, in his top ten. ten. Y'all talked yeah. about it last week. Yeah. His ten uh, reasons that CH, what CHH needs, um, and then also they took he they, uh, he took um, he took concern with learn English portion. Oh, because they're not. Lyricists. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so then he gave an example like, well, what about, you know, uh, the Jesus Center artists like Juan Day, RG, Zanti, Holby, mm-hmm. Scooty Wop, Indie Tribe, uh, them, uh, KB, and all the others? Like, that's just not fair to say that yeah. Jesus isn't in the music. And uh, the discourse took them into the comments uh, with Dill and Show Baraka, and they actually got a chance to talk about it. Show so Baraka that, responded? Yeah. So they actually got a chance to talk to each other. Uh, which is they came to an understanding, so that's all that matters. What did Show Baraka say? Did you see what he said? Uh, the discourse then took them into the comments <laughs> with Dill. No, no, Jeremiah didn't put that in. Um, I would love to hear how he responded because I, I don't know who Show Baraka w- had in mind. Mm-hmm. I can guess. I can guess too. Um, but it's interesting that Deal took offense to it. I guess because in Deal's mind, he's doing it. His friends are doing it. So who are you talking about? But I think for for the old heads like me, apparently now, mm-hmm. um, the old heads like me, it's it's just a general sense. It's not anybody in mind particular. It's just a general sense that things are not the same anymore. I don't know though. Whenever you make a statement, you always have somebody in mind. I think he has one particular person in mind, but it's not who he deal thinks it is. Yeah, but then if I don't know who you're talking about. I'm still going to take. But how much of that is hit dog holler? Like, don't you got to be careful a little bit when you because what if he wasn't talking about you at all and none of the people you talk? Yeah, but you can still be feeling that way a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I I have a feeling of who Baraka has in mind. Yeah. And I don't think deal is. It's not deal. It's not Wande. It's not Miles Minnick. It's not to me. It's not anybody in particular. To me, it's more so just a general sense of young people's focus mm. seems to be not as much on God. I think that's what he feels. Not necessarily that I can 
prove it to you when I pull mm-hmm. your song out. It's just just a general feeling of where people are moving towards. You, I mean, you have to admit that there is a change. You, we've we've been in here a long time. We've yeah. been doing this since two thousand what five six. Yeah, there has been a shift. Now, when you look closely, they had the same problems as these kids have. Yeah, they had the same problems. They just hit it better, right? Yeah. yeah. But there is a general sense that their things are changing. I think that's what Show is speaking to. Not necessarily, and I don't even think he's just talking to Christian artists. I think he's talking to music in general. Mm-hmm. That lyricism is not as important. Deal is a bad example because he's a great lyricist. Yeah. So he's like, ain't he ain't talking about me? Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, we you are good. But not everybody is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of your friends ain't as good as you. So you know that, right? So it's a general feeling. I don't know if you'll accept that. Mm-hmm. But I want to see what Show Baraka uh, said back to him to, to squash it. Because um, I, honestly, I was surprised that he was offended. Yeah. Because obviously it's not him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, the comment section this week, uh, Tadashi, Dead or Alive, Part 1. Um, Elohim uh, elevates Spencer for higher, fail in flight. Uh, D-Lane in my own lane. Single, Stephen Malcolm, Cardio, John Keith, Bobby, Caleb Gordon, Yesterday is Gone, Ty Lynn, Chosen, uh, Truth Bill B on Untitled, uh, Mike Wise, Flight Night Cypher. Flawless, Real Talk, Revelation, Ehud, Jack Rip, Prove Them Wrong, and the Milk and Feel Good playlist. Y'all go check them out. Mm. All right. Jude, tell them a little bit about yourself, man. Tell what's up? What what's do. up? Well, my name is Jude. I'm the owner of Buff Believers United for Fitness. Mm. Did you know that Christians are 30% more overweight than any other religion? Mm. Young really? adults who attend church once a week have a 50% chance of becoming obese. Leaders are 76% more overweight than the congregation. And Georgia ranks 50 out of 51 state in mental health uh, uh, assistance. So what I do, I provide faith-based fitness um, training for churches. Mm. I also have a gym that provides not only physical training one-on-one, but life coaching for free Mm. and spiritual development. Because getting in shape is more than a physical journey. Uh, We believe in 80% nutrition, 20% fitness, 100% Jesus. Um, yeah, so I just kind of bring faith and fitness together. The church often talking about faith, which is biblical, family, mm-hmm. finance, and fellowship, but we don't talk about fitness enough. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways how sin entered this world is through the choice of food. It was the choice of food that got sent into this world. And to this day, it's the choice of food that we're eating that's harming our body. Mm-hmm. You know, if the Bible talks about flee from fornication, but we can't flee from ice cream. We got a discipline problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? He want to say, taste and see that the Lord is good. Well, taste and see that working out is good for you, too. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Buffett is, and we also provide uh, 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 faith and fitness 5K runs. So we uh-huh. did two so far. Um, most of the time when we see 5K runs, we see Pride Run or Santa Claus or uh, different types of 5K, but nobody's really, really running from Jesus. Uh-huh. So we started doing a 5K, 5K walk running walk um nationwide so mm. we did um two in georgia so far so next year we're looking at um georgia um, new jersey florida and a couple of different states so we're just trying to unite literally that's fitness cool. that's together cool. that's really so. Cool. so my wife is asking do you do virtual workouts that's we can do need. virtual workout um yeah yeah well, well energy fitness atlanta is uh uh hit me up on energy fitness atlanta for okay. the for the training and buff lifestyle for more of the physical, spiritual uh, element as far as 5Ks and our brand shirt as well. Awesome, okay. man. Cool. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thanks for coming and sharing with us. All right, let's get back into it. You in the field with the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. Miracle. 
you guys know all about the official Trackstars universe. So, if you'd like a free Trackstars t-shirt, yes, as well as free merch, discounts, and exclusive content, and of course, direct access to your favorite radio host, then this is for you. Make sure you go to trackstars.com forward slash official. That's trackstars.com forward slash official. Yeah, back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright, Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah was good. All right, make sure you go check out Nectar Distribution. Nectar, Nectar, Nectar. Nectar is an opportunity for you to put your music out there to the masses by over 200 plus digital outlets. Keep 100% of your royalties and join the fam, all right? Okay, so you guys know about 3 Six Mafia, Triple Six. Yep. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> So they were on the um, Breakfast Club, and mm-hmm. the topic came up of is was Triple Six demonic? Yeah, and this was the response. And they to say that the music that you guys put out, how bad did that affect y'all? Man, the, the, the music, to me, the music. I mean, I'm a church man, so I, I looked at this like you know, like yeah, there ain't no devil worship though. You know, ain't nobody. You know what I'm saying? Worship no devil, touching a Ouija board, or whatever the fuck y'all think it is. No, I just looked at it like, hey man, it is what it is. But we, I felt like we had to clean the name up, so we changed the name to Three Six Mafia. Because mm-hmm. I felt like it just because it, it was everybody was scared. Regulator was like, I don't know, man, I don't know. I mean, we might want to sign, we might don't. So it was whatever, man. We changed the name up, and then things started coming together. You even saying in the book how that you, the, the Three Six Mafia thing, the devil worship thing, was kind of a gimmick. That's what I felt. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I didn't see nobody worship the devil, so I just looked at it like a gimmick. You know, I didn't look mm-hmm. at it like it was really worshiping the devil. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, like Memphis was a dark city, so it was a dark time. So you know, Triple Six Mafia was perfect for that at the time. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, Memphis is still dark, but it was like just it's, it's crazy and not in back then. But you know, that's what I'm saying. I was coming from that, so it was cool. But then, like later on, we started making you know more music. You know, a couple more. I don't think we brought this album out called The End. We had changed everything. It went from Triple Six to Three Six, and it was better. You know, our sound had we stepped our game up on the sound. We had a couple of re- records on there that was a little bit more radio friendly. Nobody wanted to play on radio, so we had a couple of records on there radio friendly. So yeah, man. So, do you guys remember when they changed from triple six to three six? I do. Mm. Did you know it was for that reason? Um, no, I thought it was a play on words. I thought we were saying triple six at one time, and then they just went to three six because it still means the same thing. You remember right. this? Yeah. So, so okay, I definitely remember that change, and I did suspect it was because of that. Uh, what's interesting? What's what's our guy that left three six and became a Christian rapper? Um, Mr. Dell. Mr. Dell, yeah. So yeah, we heard a little couple, a little bit of his story as well, where he said he had to leave that and and kind of find God. He was a producer at the time, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, this it's interesting. My my experience with them is I remember them as a kid being like, "Why are they claiming this thing?" Because yeah. so if if you're not familiar, I assume all of you guys are, but if you're not familiar, three six is is the mark of the beast described in Revelations as a way, um, you know, to claim your allegiance to the the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. And and um, if you didn't get the mark, you weren't going to be able to do certain things like buy food and, and mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. So it was a way to kind of um, uh, separate out people who are still believers in Christ during the end times and then they'll be killed and hunted and all that, right? So mm-hmm. it, it's, it has a very demonic connotation to the number. So when they chose it, I'm like, why would they choose that? You know what I mean? And, you know, we always come in here and we, we speculate, well, at least me, speculates that, <laughs> Are these people just trolling us? Mm, Do they really yeah. worship the devil? 
or they just think it's funny. You know what I mean? Like, why would you willingly take on such a demonic persona? Yeah. Do you think this means that they felt that way about it? Or is he lying? Nah, I think, I mean, first of all, I I have some, uh, we have have a close mentor that's very close to Triple Six from Memphis. That's not what they're on. They weren't. They were never on. They were that. never on. They it. were never on that. Yeah. So this is. I think he said he was a preacher's kid. Yeah. And I've met Juicy J. He, why would Why would they do that as a preacher's kid? Mm-hmm. Why would you want that on you, it's, even if you're just playing around? It's clickbait. It's today's clickbait. Everything is to get you to click on it, get you to notice it, get you to see it as different, and it works so well. Like I mean, it works so well to tell people to go in the opposite direction and then you pull them in that direction yeah and you know what i mean like it's like the whole okay i talked about it last week doja cat yeah. right mm-hmm. you have a song called uh demons yeah but you got 30 million views on it so why that's what I'm do saying. you have 30 million views on it? you see what i'm saying are these trolls are these um ways to just rile up christians to get attention is that that's what it always feels like and is it possible that they don't know what they're playing with i think christians buy into it i think they're buying into it i i can i mean i can't tell you the number of people who say beyonce is just being beyonce don't listen to all that oh, we stuff. get the comments christians. Mm. we get the comments you see what I'm yeah yeah so it's like they buy into it they believe that and i'll be honest with you I felt like the Beyonce crowd when I came in here and defended the uh, I'm Every Woman song. When I was like, yep. it's just lyrics. <laughs> it was Whitney Houston. It was one of her best. Yeah, like, yeah. why are we, why would CC Winans be so, you know, against ignore, it, against it? Yeah. yeah they ignore lyrics. And then they did a song together eventually. Yeah. Right. And so the thing is, is like, do, were you against just being in the video with the lyrics of the song or are you against the person for doing the song because so so i think i think you're saying the right thing like um a lot of people ignore the seriousness of what they're doing yeah. spiritually because of nostalgia because it works mm-hmm. because yeah. of things like that just just yesterday i was a song popped into my head it i wish it was my wife is on here what song was that it was the one where it's like um lisa lisa uh, if I take you home tonight, would you still be in love? That song. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. And I was playing it because it popped in my head. And I was like, I heard that song a long time. And I played it. And I was playing it around my daughter. And my wife was like, why are you playing that around my daughter? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know. I didn't even think what she meant. You know, like the lyrics are very clearly not good. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it, it 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 goes into the space in my brain that's, it's just old music. You wow. know what I mean? It doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. Like we really ignore how serious some of these things are. And like, I don't want my wife, my, my my daughter mm-hmm. thinking about that <laughs> at this yeah. age so it's like oh cool yeah yeah i, I think sometimes when we listen to music if it serves us it's like all right cool whatever mm-hmm. but even with three six monsters i get fly in the background it's just say lucifer he's our king forever i don't know if you ever kept that yeah like, he says he's our god he's our king yeah. like that Who's that? he's our god He's our king. It's the um, I want to get I'm stay fly. fly. I'm oh, stay fly. Yeah. He says that in, this yeah. in the background. Mm-hmm. He's our king. Why would you? But play see, here's with the that? thing. Here's the thing, that though. That's so crazy to me. People debate those lyrics, right? They I've heard people say, really say "He's our God. He's our king." Um, and then I've heard people say, "We stay fly. We stay something, something like." Um, it, and it could be either one, right? He's like, nah. But, when you, <laughs> but you'd have to go read the lyrics. You'd have to go read the lyrics. Yeah, but um, who wrote the lyrics? I mean, if you, if you go on um, on Genius, yeah, 
you can submit your own lyrics on Genius, but a lot of times those are user submitted. Yeah. Lyrics. So it's like they can always debate it. And to me, it felt like, you know, the whole like bombs over Baghdad. Like nobody's, people think they know what they're saying, but mm. who knows really, right? It sounds like two different things. So, but for me, I still feel like, yeah, Triple Six Mafia, Three Six Mafia, it still meant the same to me. Yeah, I never, I never understood the difference. Like, you would have had to be like nobody the, bought it was Thirty Six Mafia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have been like, close. this is Memphis, Memphis Six Mafia for me to be like, oh, they changed that. Yeah, the, the change made no difference to me. I was like, yeah, it's three sixes, three mm-hmm. six Mafia. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I just want to want to bring this up because a lot of Christians, because I, I I believe he's being sincere that you know I was just you know. This was just a gimmick or whatever. And it worked. But it's like, man, we got to stop. We got to stop playing around with this. Yeah, but yeah. Like, we got to stop. Even if it works, don't do it. Even if it works. Well, I mean, it's kind of like goes back to um, Pastor Troy. Mm-hmm. Like, I never understood why <laughs> he would call himself, pastor. you know, a pastor. Uh, pastor of Disaster. That's why you want to? Yeah, he was the Pastor of Disaster. That's what his name was. It was like Pastor of Disaster. And I'm like, but why? You're, both his parents are pastors. Yeah. He's a preacher's kid. Well, he lived up to the mantra. Why? But, but you know what I noticed, though? <laughs> Pastor Troy got recognition for being Pastor Troy. People yeah. were already intrigued that this guy was the calling himself. The pastor part got him more attention. Yeah, pastor disaster. And then the fact that, yeah, I mean, that's that was the intrigue behind him. Who is this guy calling himself Pastor Troy, who's clearly not a Christian artist, right? Um, who made the, one of the best anthems of the <laughs> In the world of me. Um, okay, you all right? Oh, yeah. I was, <laughs> having that. He just oh. went back outside. Off he knows. She's going through it, too. Like that. Woo. Like, woo. Ain't no more playing GA. Still got a, still got a hold on you. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. Loosen. It does. Loosen. Yeah, if, you, if you're from Georgia originally, like, ain't no more playing GA. You lose your mind when it comes on. You do. <laughs> you do. Oh, man. We just we just met him recently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like. Belt. Yeah, he still had the belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, um, he be at all the Falcon games. <laughs> uh huh. Mm. Yeah, that's that's what we know him for. Um, yeah. So all I'm saying is, is it's interesting that Christian biblical uh, imagery is used to make money without glorifying God, mm-hmm. and I think that's a lot of people's problem. Yeah. They they know that they know what they're pulling from yeah. is powerful, and they're using it to make money for themselves. Yeah. That's like the whole. Yeah. That's the whole point of the Bible right yeah, there is right. Yeah. taking glory that belongs to him and using it for yourself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Anyway, I, I hope that they get now. It sounds like they do get now that it was silly to do that. Um, and I hope they do use their whatever attention they still have yeah. to correct that. They use a lot of imagery uh, with that. You know, um, they use a lot of imagery with that. Uh Coops to Nika, he always had like the things coming out of his nose, the scepters and stuff like that. It was crazy. They yeah. would say really dark stuff too on their songs. That's that's, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Anyway, all right, let's let's take a quick quick break and we're coming back with one more uh, before line for line. All right, let's get back into it. You in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright, Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. Girls like a soul, aka bars and baby hairs, and you are now in the field with 
All right, back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright, Deshaun Tanner, DJ Jeremiah was good. All right, this segment is sponsored by Flavor Fest. There are tickets available for the event in November. Make sure you go out there. By the way, Track Stars is doing the Track Stars beat battle again this year. So if you know someone who's interested in battling at Flavor Fest, make sure that you let them, uh, they DM us on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah, DM us on Instagram so we can you can be considered. I got a whole list of folks that I'm reaching out to from uh, the past battlers, uh, the past winners to see, you know, how we're going to make a go of this this year. Okay. Have you heard of Sexy Red? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you like that transition? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I have my vomit. Yes, I have. Yeah. I actually don't know much about her, but um, this I did young, research. So you did research. Oh, enough. good, good, good. Um, so this young lady has a problem with sexy red, and I want us to react to sure. what she said. Otherwise, the sexy red is not an industry plant that was put here to help finalize the destroying of the black woman image. They was already had us under attack. And she was here to just finalize the process. The way they trying to force her on us is just crazy. I wanted to go see Drake, but once I found out Drake had her opening for him, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Am I going to support anything that thing is behind? I'm, I'm not supporting it. This is the reason why it's time to separate. It's time mm. to separate as black women. Because ain't no way I'm about to be associated with that and Suki Stankyama. Ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no way. <laughs> I don't care how you feel. I don't care how you feel. At this point, separation has to happen. It's one thing to make trashy music. Mm. That is a different level of trash. That's a different level of trash. Kaya's My Neck, My Back, it was bad. It was. Trina and Trick Daddy's You Know Nan, it was bad. Yeah. But that's a different level of dirty stink music, it right? It, it's just a different level. It ain't never been that bad. There is lyrically nothing that this woman is saying. Mm. She's just saying a bunch of vulgar, disgusting, nasty stuff. It's not even music, right? And this is why I know that she's an industry plant. It, it is not music at this point. It's just she can, it's just seeing how much nasty, vulgar stuff she can come up with out of her mouth yeah. and how disgusting and distasteful she can present herself in public to help destroy the black woman image. Trying to portray it as if we all Pukishas. And if you don't think that this is successful, <laughs> just look at what hip-hop and stuff did to black men and how it had people stereotyping black men as criminals and thugs, right? Even to this day, black men are still fighting to get away from that stereotype. But as of now, black women are under attack. Because this Pukisha image that's being pushed is what they're trying to define us by. You ain't going to define me by that. I ain't got nothing to do with that. If they want to be ratchet, stank, ghetto, promote that, do you, right? And the sector of girls who fall under that category and that aesthetic, have fun with it. I don't want no parts. And the other halfway decent women don't want no parts of it either. Like this whole narrative that's being pushed that all black women are so hypersexual because every time you cut on your radio, every time you cut on your TV, all these over hypersexual black women, that is bad. That is bad. And y'all don't understand what that can lead to. The same way promoting thugs and criminals hurt black men because it led to a stereotype of making people believe that all black men were that is the same way this will hurt black women mm. and making people believe that we are all over hypersexual, mm. right? And you don't even see the bigger picture, but it's very much problematic. No other community uplifts the worst of that community. You will never see non-black women uplift trailer park trash and allow women who trailer park trash to be the face of them. You'll never let them see them tarnish their image that way, right? But not us. Not us. We'll let Pukisha get the limelight. We'll support it. We'll get behind it. We'll sing the trash music. We'll stream the trash music. We'll repost the trash music. We think it's funny. We think it's funny until you see the results that come from it. When you see the trickle down effect of what comes from promoting that image of the person of, of the people that you are. I'm not behind it. I don't support it. I don't respect it. 
Yeah. Shout mm. out to Pukisha though. Like man, she went in on Pukisha. She did um, that without notes. <laughs> <a> combination. <laughs> so, all right, couple questions. So first of all, since Jeremiah isn't here, I'm using her as our conspiracy J of the day. So mm-hmm. this is a conspiracy J. Is sexy red an industry plant? sent to make black women look bad that's essentially her conspiracy she definitely should be if she's not she's she's you know what i was talking to jeremiah about this with doja cat last week like which generation of women or mothers dropped the ball because the very first video i came to from sexy red was like just it popped up in youtube you know Mm -hmm. the first Mm -hmm. thing i saw was wow they have come to the point where they have brought the strip club mm. uh, imagery that guys used to promote in their songs like Uncle Luke and uh, you know whatever whatever um, they brought this to their own videos and I'm like How, but that's what? been happening though. it has mm-hmm. but it doesn't make sense to me like that's the part where I'm like because it works we talked well about it, it, the, the issue is though that says to me that there's no level of respect you need to show me. Of course. Not. In this situation. So, yeah, it definitely has to be industry plant because that is not the reality of the way our women are. And it made me hurt as a father of three young ladies because mm-hmm. I'm like, I wonder how the father of that young lady mm-hmm. feels in this situation. Like, is he gone? Is he around? Maybe he wasn't around or whatever. But to me, it's like you just you just can't see that. You just can't imagine. You can't be okay with your child doing that, no matter what age they are, no matter how far away they've strained from what you taught them. You cannot be okay with that. You just can't. So a lot of people I saw in the chat were like, who's sexy red? I was going to read some lyrics for you to kind of catch you up, but I literally can't. Yeah. Every single line has something I can't say on here. Yeah. So, yeah, it's bad. Um. It's bad. And I haven't I haven't heard her. I saw I saw a, like two seconds of the the award show where yeah. she was talking about her how, what color of her body parts. Yeah. I was like, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> and see, here's the thing, though. We know that in in hip hop culture, women have come from being strippers. Mm-hmm. Right. Eve. Um, Cardi B. Cardi B and um, Trina. Mm-hmm. But even though they came from that, they kind of like left that to the mm. way they made their money at one time. Uh, not all of them, but I know like Eve has evolved from that. I would say she definitely has evolved from that because okay. she can, she came out as an artist, did it's really like well, a got a television yeah. show, mm. right? She became Movies. married a billionaire. Mm. It's like, but you know what I'm saying? Here's where I'm lo- y'all are losing me a little bit. Um, this idea that everything was hunky dory before sexy red and no, now it's it wasn't. Not, but like right. what she said, the Trina thing was bad. Her, yeah, her but but she's saying it like it was bad, but not as bad as this. It's yeah, like, I mean, it was bad, but it was almost like listen, nothing it, new. It's not as the bad sun. as this. It was Lil Kim, then Lil Kim to you could say Trina, to Trina to Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj to Cardi B, Cardi B to Megan, mm. Megan to now sexy red. I mean, uh, between you Megan, got mild you got to like spicy hot. Like they they <laughs> literally making it worse and worse and worse. Yeah, and it's only gonna get worse. Yeah, I so, mean, so my 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 point is is ju- just the separation of that was bad, but 
But to me, I'm like, what level of this are you okay with? Like, it's all been bad. It's all been bad. A long time ago. And here's my other thing with the young lady. I don't know if this is a class thing for her or mm-hmm. like a faith thing for her. Sounds more like a class thing because I would say the Drake concert. You're, you're, yeah, you're cool with like, everything yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, you're cool with all those other artists. But it's yeah. to me, it sounded more like a, that's low class for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not that low class. And it's like, that's a, okay, fine. But that's not what I care about. Yeah, right, right, right. What I care about is the promotion of just sin, right. period. Right. As yeah normalized as okay as because there's a lot of people coming to her defense saying you know she could she could want what she wants she could do what she wants she could have sex with who she wants and it's like the attitude of nobody could do anything wrong if if it's what they want Mm. that's the real sin i don't Mm. care if it's for women men whoever that excuse of it's okay because they can do what they want they own their own body they could do this and that that to me has been going on for a long time so all of the people she mentioned, all the people you just mentioned, it's been bad. It's been over the line, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Ain't none of that okay. So a worse version of already over the line is just, what, what's the difference? I, th- um, I think because you could find Trina in <clears throat> Okay, Shut Up, and the lyrics weren't like mm. Nan lyrics, right? Mm. You can find even um, We Gonna Make It. Right, mm-hmm. and it's it's not like so you found, you can find enough acceptable Kim about them, and um, yeah, yeah, you can find it. You can you can say, oh, this song might not be my flavor. I might not be able to rock with this, but that collaboration, this with this song or or the, but isn't that other, worse? Isn't that worse? Isn't not it, so isn't much it, because it, every song is that way. Isn't it? I'd rather you be cold or hot and the lukewarm. I spit mm-hmm. out my mouth. Like isn't isn't the mixture of kind of okay and kind of not okay worse? Then you just being blatantly not okay. I think so I know what to we're stay dealing with is what we're dealing with is um, availability. The biggest problem is availability. Um, our kids will get to an age where this is what they have in front of them. This is the TikTok. This is the Instagram. This is we were shielded from that. We had to go and you buy. Were shielded. I was. Sh- we were shielded from that. We had to go buy the X-rated, ver- the explicit version. Mm-hmm. Remember, you went to Walmart. You could get the clean version, mm-hmm. right? You can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So we we're now at the situation. You can't situ- literally do that still, huh? You can't do that. What, what I'm saying is, you don't have to do that. Like it wasn't available. The explicit version was not available to you on a stream where it is now. Right. Okay. When I was back buying CDs, I think the worst CD I ever bought that had the worst lyrics on it was Mace's Harlem World, mm-hmm. and it was just a couple. They were just he's just not good. Mm-hmm. Oh no, he's great. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the um, worst lyrics. No, no, no. Because they had songs on there was, that yeah. were like Bad Yo. Boy was gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. super gross. But what I'm saying is like, I can listen to the other songs. You know what I'm saying? There, there, there was, there was other songs. Saying. I didn't have. I could skip those. But isn't the mixture worse? What? Isn't the mixture of if you can give somebody an excuse of I could listen to them sometimes because sometimes they make God's plan. Isn't that worse? <laughs> uh Yes, it's worse because you're still you're still not being um like I, I told you the biggest issue with Christians is that they mm-hmm. still are supporting everything that the world does. That's the biggest issue. And so you're listening to God's plan, but you're not moved you haven't moved away from God's plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, to me, the artists that have more potential to harm my daughter's 
developing mind are the ones where half of the time it's okay and mm-hmm. half of the time it's not okay. Because then how do you know when to I, say no or yes to whatever that person does? And you just build a relationship <laughs> with that person because you know in their artistry they made some good songs. Yeah. Whatever. You could say like Art Kelly. Like, oh, you made some then you're like some question of decision or even music. You're like, mm, I don't know if I could rock with that. But yeah, I can see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like that to me the, the mixture is a little more confusing. I know 100% no, you cannot buy Sexy Red. It's clear. But then when somebody comes out that's like like a Chance the Rapper, where I got called by my aunt and said, did you hear about this Christian rapper, Chance the Rapper? Mm-hmm. It's confusing. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Well, my, my take on it is you can't listen to any of it. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. In my household, we only listen to Christian music. We don't listen to none. Well, okay. All right. Yep. But yeah, what about pedal. Marvin Gaye? All right, I'm about to say that's, that's secular. That's Little secular John. versus carnal. Wait, no, we don't. About to say. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, Bruno Mars, like the old school stuff, had it in there. But it was like I was listening what? to some old school stuff. Like I'm listening to some Isley Brothers the other day. Right? It it's bad. there. But you didn't notice it because we didn't call the body. You didn't notice. It. You didn't notice it because you didn't call the body language out. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was a lot of the, the was, body. I'm sorry, the body parts out. Like that's the part that's different. They're calling out the body parts, whereas you're alluding to the body parts. In situation. The only difference is that they're just more crass. Like it's it's just more crass, mm-hmm. but it's the same thing. It's the same snake thing. in the garden. It's yeah. not a surprise. It's a snake in the garden. My parents have listened to the Isley Brothers around me for all of my life, but it wasn't until I got to like my late thirties when I was like, "Oh, that's what they mean by that." Because so it's because it was it was almost kind of like you're just hearing the, the 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 beat the flow and what people are involved in in relationship. You don't really think that they're talking so, about the bedroom. So I'll go with you guys and say that it is concerning that it continues to develop and get worse. What do you do about that? Give, give me some hope that my daughter is going to make it to her adulthood and not be tainted by mm-hmm. all of the stuff. Give you some that's hope? hope. Yeah, give me some hope. I'm not joining that party because my thing is my my, Jerry. my issue I, I is I got a granddaughter. I'm in the same boat you in. <laughs> is thing it possible is, for my daughter to make it to adulthood without being corrupted? Can I be honest? You saying you're gonna tell me no? I'm gonna tell you no. I'm gonna tell you no. I'm gonna tell you no. Corrupted because because right now my daughter does not know that my daughter's ten. My oldest mm-hmm. is ten. She doesn't know she can have a cell phone. My wife is listening right. to this in the kitchen right now. She does know now. But she doesn't know she can have a cell phone. She doesn't know that TikTok exists. She doesn't know that Instagram is a thing. She doesn't know yeah. these things. We got a couple of more years before she comes home. figure it out. Right. Um, she doesn't know any. She doesn't even know about video games. She knows I have a, a VR headset and she can ride a roller coaster, but she don't know that there's a controller mm. that can play video games. Yeah. So it's like there's things they don't know about now. But they'll know about it. But they'll, is she in public school? Right. She is. Oh, that's what she I is. My she is. But my daughter, my daughter is um, not the type of person that does what everybody else does. She likes what she likes. Sure. So, so I will say this to answer my own question: No, it's not possible. But that's not necessarily what I want either, right? right. What I want for her to be able to do is know that that stuff exists. Make the choice to avoid it as much as possible. Know why she needs to avoid it, not just because I said so, because of her love for God. And because I don't want her to not be, not know mm-hmm. evil is, exists. Well, I want her yeah. to know evil exists and choose God. Mm-hmm. That's more important than just not knowing oh, it exists, yeah. period, mm-hmm. right? 
So especially now, this conversation right? is making me very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, it's very sad. Wow. But th- at some point, I'm not saying now she's four. But what I'm saying is, in high school, that age, she's going to be exposed to things that I and my wife don't want her to know about. So, but I want her response to be, after building up in in Christ, to say, "I see you. I want that instead." Mm-hmm. That's the that's the real victory. Not that I'm gonna shield her from every possible thing. So that's then she'll be then when she finally has to go out, she's gonna be defenseless. Yeah, I um. I can tell you from my experience, I remember growing up watching Jerry Springer's and my parents was like, what was, they was like, you know what? You're going to have to write a paper. So every time we had to watch TV, we had to write about what we watch. And it was from that experience I realized, you know, I don't want to live like this. The way these people are living, <laughs> like that's what I was able to process. Yeah. I was like, yeah. So um, even for, t- for the hope is to, if they do hear lyrics or whatever, have them write about it. And yeah. see what they're processing, and to be like, you know what? Is this something I want, or yeah. is this something that's good? What so. are you What are you bobbing your head to? Yeah. What are you agreeing with? That yeah. helped a lot. I don't know, man. This is sad. Um, I pray for the young lady because obviously, either this is who she is, or she is being um, like like uh, the young lady we listened to. She is being programmed by an industry to be planted to do this to 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 injure us. If that's the case, I pray that she rejects that with all her might, no matter how much money they promise, no matter what. If they're programming you to be the worst version of a young lady to make money, get away from that. That's 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 the my, devil himself. I think my prayer, too, is who would want to do that? Pray for the individual that thinks this is a good idea. Mm. Yeah. But you know what, I mean? what I'm more concerned with is if this is who she really is and she's just expressing herself. God, please heal whatever it is that makes her think this is okay. Yeah. And anybody else that thinks this is okay. And anybody else who's being confused by whatever movements are out there to say that no matter what anybody envisions in their mind to do, it's okay for them because they want to do it. That's not true. That is a lie. There is a line, and this is way over it. It's wrong, period. Um, so so I, that, that's, that's my, I care about her specifically. I want her to get out of this. I want her to stop doing this for her own safety, for her own soul. But for the people listening, I just it is clear that this is wrong. Period. Yeah. All right, let's get back into it. You in the field with the track stars. Ryan Wright to Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. <laughs> 